Welcome to No Ideas Original Podcast between Shalom, Mr. Rob, and Zane. Happy Memorial Day. In U.S. U.S. wise. Nah, never, never been in the service. Never been in the service, but I respect the people who have actually went to the service and, you know, I've done great things for this country. Shout out to my man around sergeant did like 20 years in the army also my cousins in the air force malik cousin tasha's in the air force yeah my only issue with it is that i wish that they would do more for vets you know we have memorial day we got veterans day but then when it's all said and done afterwards they leave the vets out in the cold how many people you see standing on the side of the highway begging and come, come to find that they vets yeah sir to protect this country or whatever, whatever zero. But you know, I have my whole my whole analogy on the service and why you should. But for those who did go and, and put their lives in the line, God bless you. I appreciate you. But I don't know if I would. Mm. Yo, so let's get right into it. We got a number of topics to discuss today. Let's run it down. The first thing we want to talk about is I don't know if you had a chance to see this. But the Central Park Karen, Amy Cooper, sues her ex-employer for racial discrimination. <coughs> irony, the irony of that, sues her ex-employer for racial discrimination. What do you think about that, Rob? So listen, the timing of it is crazy because the, her employer, Franklin Templeton, is going through some shit themselves. So it's like, oh yeah, niggas is weak? I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get my check. Let me tell you something, man, this chick is, <laughs> Not only was she choking the dog, but did y'all know that that incident happened the same day as George Floyd? Oh. I didn't realize it was the same day as George. I knew it was around the same time, but not the same day. Same exact day as George Floyd. So the energy on the planet that day, I gotta check the astrological chart to find out the Scorpio in the in Sagittarius or something like that. The, the day of doom and gloom, man. But what are you suing for? You played yourself. Let me tell you something. One of the things she that highlighted about that case is that she had to go through deep therapy. And she she had to go through counseling for racial bias and justice and other certain certain things in order to clear her off of her little misdemeanor charge. So what are you what are you who are you suing for what? She's trying to. She's trying to say. I, I think she's trying to say reverse racism. Trying to say that as as a result of the press that she got, that that forced the hand of her employers to make a decision to terminate her. But to me, the irony of it is like she didn't see her actions as being racist. So you you're accusing somebody else of being racist, but you're in this position because you demonstrated being a racist in the park. Like she completed uh, a psychoeducation. She completed a therapy program focused on racial equity. So I don't, I don't get it. Boo. Like, what you, what you showing for? She want that job back? Yeah, she want a job back, and she's probably looking for a book deal. You know, this happens when anybody looking for a book deal. You know, you know something? She, I mean, I'm sure that because of the public outcry that her job felt compelled to respond to it. Because if this wasn't a public event. I don't, I, she may have probably kept, still kept her job. I mean, people have been demonizing black people for 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 years and using tactics like this with the law involved to, as a scare tactic. But the fact that it was just such public knowledge and it was all over social media and 
given the climate of the times, I'm sure that that did influence the employees to make a decision. But, you know, I don't see how it's wrongful termination. I don't, I, I don't know the circumstance of who she worked for in terms of what the, the racial makeup was. But I will say this, like, I think that is, you know, employment at will. And they probably said, you know what, based on everything that you got going on, you're, dam you're damaging our reputation. You hot right now. Yo, Franklin Templeton is an asset management company. I think it's been seven years to pay you. Okay, so I know, I know what they. <laughs> Get out of here. What do you think, Zane? <coughs> I think it's a bunch of hogwash, man. It's a bunch of hogwash. Um, at the end of the day, man. Um, the main, the main, the main, the main basis, as far as with a lot of these different cases. Well, what's what's his lady name again? Amy Cooper. Amy Cooper. Amy Cooper. So basically, she's saying that they failed to investigate it properly and uh, allegedly uh, it's, 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 it's sexist too. But at the end of the day, she, man, we got- sexism in there? I didn't realize sexism was in there. Yeah, man. So so when you, when you look at it, the stuff that our forefathers fought for, Martin Luther King and his whole uh, crew and people even prior to that, but especially Martin Luther King, when it came to fighting for civil rights, it made it a lot easier for people to come out and, and, and perpetuate things more than what it is, because now they can, they can quote unquote hide behind that, especially when there's, there's people that's not the same hue as us. So at the end of the day, man, it's like, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a sad situation, man. A sad situation where you know, people that are quote unquote privileged feel that, uh, you know, they have the right to sue somebody for X, Y, Z. And at the end of the day, it's not going to hold no burn. So I think people are wasting their time. Yo, you hit the nail on the head though, Zane. You used the key word because this what it reeks to me of privilege. Yeah. That's what it yeah, it reeks to me of privilege. That's exactly what it is. It's privilege. Like, condition of mind. I mean, she, she, she was conditioned to think that she could get away with that. That's the reason why she got on the phone and said, African-American man is doing X, Y, and Z. That's conditioned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She, she looked very young, I mean, very old. So she hadn't seen that or felt like she, I can say this and watch me get away with it. Yeah, say, right. All these assholes in these sports arenas, that's wilding out. They don't think they, they're gonna go to the precinct, they'll get a summon, slap on the hand, and out of here. That's that's what I mean by like the demonization though. Like, you know what? It's, it's a tactic that's been used since the days of Emmett Till and it's still being used today. And then here's the here's the other part of it that to me, you know, step back and you look at. So if her position, if she had to take all this different training, you know, um psychoeducation and she had to get all this training on racism and everything she didn't do a good job at it because the fact that she's her defense is that i was discriminated against based on my race my, my race and i'm like yo who the hell is, who was her instructor who, who was her instructor? like who who's the attorney advising her like it could be a cash grab for her to figure out like let me try to pull a couple of bucks out of them as a scare tactic but at the end of the day that's it, you know, that that I'm sure that's a firm that has high-powered attorneys that's working for them that are gonna come out and say, you know what, you damage the reputation of the agency by doing this. It's caught on film. She can't, 
you know, she really Why is the slap in the wrist not enough though? Like really, why is it? Because you know, if it was one of us, we'd probably be like, all right, we got off, we gotta go find another job. We gotta but go the, find another job. The we gotta find another dog. You know, kill the dog. All sorts of shit would happen. It's, it's, it's sad that the, the infrastructure of this country is made up the way it is, and those the a lot of you perpetuate this attitude as if, yo, I can do what I want, and I ain't got to worry about the, the, the consequences you gotta worry. Yeah, yeah. And that that just to piggyback that Rob and Shannon, that 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 right there goes back to the media perpetuating stuff and manipulating stuff and then it goes back to social engineering. Like social engineering it basically teaches you the opposite of what what what's what's actually natural actual and factual. So we 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 us us as a people we definitely have a long way to go, man. I mean, civil rights is is is, is uh something that is the uh that is the uh bar that is raised but at the same time i mean imagine what 10 12 15 years down the line people are high behind civil rights that are not the same view as us that's going to try to like you know manipulate that 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 uh system right there this is my thing about civil rights i think someone or a nation of people or even a race of people who have a history of being uncivil yeah. give you civil rights. Mm. You don't even know what civil being civil means. Right. As you can add, right. just, just, just for the record, when the Boston Red Sox win and them niggas go hit to the streets, is that civil? <laughs> Same thing down here, bro. I live in College Park and uh, I've been out here for a number of years, but I tell you what, when, them, when the University of Maryland won that, won that, won that championship for basketball and all that, yo, yeah. they tore this town upside down. It looked like a damn tornado came through, and, and nothing, nothing really happened. But, but let that would have been uh, a black person, a Spanish person, an Indian person, whatever, it would have been under a microscope. And well, it really you just sort of happened at the Capitol. You sort of happened at the Capitol. That, yeah. yeah, it's going to happen at the Capitol, last, you know, the end of last year. Or yeah. was it early this year? Cool. And not even as far as that's supposed to be civil or in, 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 in the regards to sports. They consider mm. that a celebration. It's burning up cars, all sorts of things. I remember working. Well, Rob, before you go, before you go, you said they, they burn up cars and all that, right? When have they ever been called savage, savages or thugs for doing it? Right. Break the windows, all sorts of things. Man. I remember, I remember this vividly. I used to work at FAO Schwartz in '57, and during the St. Patrick's Day parade, people are drinking. But when they're drinking, they gotta use the bathroom. They will come in FAO Schwartz, pissy drunk. Some of them don't even make it to the bathroom. Oh God! Listening in the aisles with toys. Oh man! God. Just, it was just. It was just that chaotic. And you and you said to yourself, no son, I can't even piss in the corner in a tunnel in the building without getting a ticket. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just it, it, it's just crazy. Privilege. The moral the moral of the story is privilege, you know. Like like I said, I think that anybody else would be happy that you know what, I got a slap on the wrist, you know, my penalty is losing my job and I got this this public defaming that I gotta live with, you know. But the fact to actually turn it around and say that you were racially discriminated against, that's there's nothing else to say, but that's that's straight privilege to me. You probably can't get up the job and ask that manager, not that job.
Oh man, did y'all hear about the um Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrice Cullors resigning amidst uh this the, this controversy? You know, I know they were on her heavy about the different properties that she had. Um, you know, I, I, look, here's my position on it. Like, I, I think there's two separate conversations to have with this. I think people have strong feelings about Black Lives Matter, the movement, who's funding it, and what they're actually doing. Um, but to me, the other side of the coin kind of is that there's, there's sort of like this disconnect, I feel, for people that people don't, they don't, they can't accept or believe that these folks that are in these civil rights positions should be compensated. Like, I see all the time the heat that my son and Tamika Mallory get around people telling them, like, you doing this for money, you doing this because you get paid. But if it was that lucrative, there'd be far more people signing up to do it. You know, like who wants to fly away from, spend all this time away from their family, constantly getting arrested, constantly getting degraded, get all this hate online, and people throwing all kind of slander and defamation at their name. Like, there's not, I don't know how much money people actually think is in it for them, but at the end of the day, like Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, um, Louis Farrakhan, all these people, like they receive donations and people help fund them. And yes, they, they they have overhead, like they have families they have to support. They have homes, they have other things. So, you know, in that respect to, to, um, to her, like resigning, I guess maybe her thought process was like, let me resign because we already get in the heat for what people feel Black Lives Matter stands for. And now this other piece is coming out and I don't want it to taint whatever it is we're trying to do even more. The fact of the matter is, like, I've never heard of anything that discredits their accounting that says that they were mismanaging the funds that they collected. And all I keep hearing is that they raised $60 million. They raised $60 million. Well, but yeah. the, the, I, the only the only inkling of misappropriation or the allegation of misappropriation seems to be as it relates to whatever she's doing with the money or what people think the woman is doing with the money. But my understanding is that the lady's like a professor and an author. Yeah. A lot of plane tickets if you got a team of 20. You got to go to LA. 
But the, the whole premise, in my opinion, the Black Lives Matter, and specifically a case say as George Floyd, you're going to Minnesota to make sure that this this officer gets prosecuted. All of that turns out to be in the favor of George Floyd. So whatever funds you receive should support that cause. But that's that's what I was exactly I was gonna say is like I don't know what the principles and the premise are or what their intentions of the money that they collect, what right. they intend on doing it because for us on a simple and a basic a very generic level you would think about it like all right you raised all this money this is enough money to hire the best attorneys for these people's family this is enough money to ensure that these people's family have some sort of compensation you know as it relates to them being victims if they don't get a lawsuit from the, the state or whatever it is but honestly yeah. I, don't, I don't know maybe maybe they're spending the money on attorneys that we don't know about maybe they have a different agenda you know, I, I I don't I don't know how the money is being appropriated. It sounds, but like, a, it sounds like a GoFundMe. <laughs> like but what I'm, what I'm saying is that there's 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 I think like um as much as there are allegations in terms of how much they've raised and where the money is going, there hasn't been at least I haven't seen the smoking gun where they they how you call it where they would be able to say like all right and I think that. For a lot of right wing networks, they think that this is a smoking gun to say like this lady's resigning because she has these other things going on. And it diminishes who she was because this is a lady who had a level of success before she even came into um, this. And I remember listening to Mika Mallory speak about this, I think on one of her lives. And she was saying that, um, you know, of course, until freedom doesn't have any affiliation with Black Lives Matters, but she was saying that she has conversations with the woman and one of the things that the woman is always um, stress to her is that you know whatever money you are making you should be trying to invest it like you know put your money into go buy a home or go do this or go do that you know they find other things to do with your money like so do these people collect the salary certainly they collect the salary but what the issue that I see the biggest issue for Black Lives Matter is that they probably need to be more transparent in terms of where the funding is going yes and yeah, she wanted to work alongside like uh, elected officials to change the narrative as far as with uh, the things that's going on out here in the community. Uh, working with, you know, and especially with the stuff that, you know, the the, the main thing that's been going on is with is with, is with the uh, police, the crooked police out here. Mm-hmm. And she has major, you know, she has major accomplishments. Uh, like, but for the nutshell, she's been she's been working on. The Black Lives Matter uh, uh, situation for like over over uh, well, up up to eight years before it came to an inception, and you know she has a Master's of Arts uh, program. Uh, she has uh, a five hundred one C three, a five a five hundred one five hundred one C four, and an LLC. Okay. So you're not and so you're not you're not dealing with the average person that that don't that don't know how to structure things right. i just i disagree that i agree that it needs to be more transparency because you have a lot of people that's uh like hounding her saying like you know like you guys said earlier like where's this money going and they're saying it's, 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 it's just as big as like the tammy the the, the, the the jimmy swaggered and tammy faye baker situation going on as far as like where, like where's the money going but like you said, Shy, like you said too, Rob, when when you when you put your blood, sweat, and tears in something, and you're on the front line, and you're fighting for the the greater good of the community, and not just the community, but of the world, as far as race relations and all this other stuff that's that's that's, 
that's under that, yeah, you have to get compensated. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Martin Luther King, yeah, he was marching and stuff, but Martin Luther King was getting paid too. Malcolm X was getting paid too. You see what I'm saying? So you can't, you can't, you can't down somebody to want to get paid for something to where it's, it's going to affect the greater good and change the whole world or try to change the whole world and you know for the present and, and also for the future we can't we can't go back on the past but i mean um the job is not for the pain of heart man it takes a to go out there and want to fight for anybody yeah you know i mean especially if it's not a family member you're going out there at the same same skin color so you're going out there with a purpose and you're going out with a purpose and a drive to make a difference so let's make it different you know what I mean? And being transparent would be making a difference if you ask me. It's nowhere. You shouldn't have to have anybody come to question your reason when you're going to fight for your people. I think, I think you know something? Though? I think that there's always going to be questions, especially around the nature of organizations like this. You know, could you imagine? I mean, I, I don't have a figure, so I'm not even going to try to guess off the top of my head. But is it fair for all of us to say that Red Cross probably raises tons of money a year? Yeah, they was even saying back when 9-11 happened, when people were, were, were giving donations, they couldn't even backtrack. Like when people go to the intricate, try to go through a fine comb and try to track their donations, they couldn't even find how much of their money was actually going to the Red Cross. But do you think Red Cross, do you think the, do you think the Red Cross is subjected to this level of scrutiny? I don't know. Heck no. I mean, no, people may, because I've seen people put the scrutiny on FEMA as well as Red Cross. But not not a not a this not a this magnitude. This magnitude. FEMA is always going to get scrutinized. FEMA is a government entity, and people have very low levels of trust right, for um, right. the government. But when you start thinking about um, what's the what's what's the other one? Like, do you think that Ronald McDonald House has this level of scrutiny associated with it? Of course not. You know why? Even Sally Struthers, even Sally Struthers on TV crying with the abused animals. <laughs> nobody, nobody. Yeah. Is, is scrutinizing at that magnitude. So, you know, my position on it is that it may be Black Lives Matter today. Tomorrow, it's gonna be whatever other organization, you know, like sometimes the representation, you know, who are the people that's on the front line, not the people that's funding it, the people who are actually on the front line that provide the visual is enough to make people question question it like as much as people come for your people come for Al Sharpton like oh Al Sharpton only in it to get the bag or oh this person only in it to get the bag and this that or whatever I look at it I'm like Al Sharpton got crazy track record yo but I look at it I'm like yo they get they you know they may be making some money out of it but if it was that lucrative of 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 a career why aren't other people doing it everybody in the hood want to play ball and rap why they like yo this is the way out so why don't they put they they Civil um, their civil rights shoes on. You know why? You know why? Malcolm X said black people. Malcolm X said black people don't like to bleed, so they ain't gonna they ain't gonna get to no fight with nobody. They gonna be bleeding. And you know what it is, too, fellas. I I definitely agree with with everything that y'all said. It's also people just sit back and they observe, wait for wait for somebody else to do the footwork. So and uh, criticize them. Yeah, and they, and they don't criticize them after. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. oh, I would have, I would have done it this way, or I would have did, you know, like people never know unless they in that person's shoes, man. 
So to and, me, it's fair though to ask for transparency though. That's where I'm at. I'm like, it's fair for them to say like, you open up your book so we can see what the money is actually going to, that kind of thing. But, and also when I say transparency, not only open up your books, but transparency in terms of, okay, so what is the mission with the donations that you got to get in? Yeah, like, what are you doing with the donations? Are the donations going to send the children of the victims to, um, to college? Are the donations going to be for programs in the neighborhood? Are the donations going to be to create trainings for police officers or whatever it is, you know, like that to me is a level of trans, um, transparency that they need to offer up. But to throw it off on this lady walking away, you know, after she didn't looted them and stole the money from them, like I just, I can't wrap my head around in this climate, them allowing her to walk away if she actually did take that kind of money that, that people are alleging that she took from them. To but walk you know away. Another, another thing too is that the stuff that we see behind that 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 we that we don't get to see behind behind the screen behind the smoke screen, you never know. Maybe she had got countless uh, threats through not not just her but her family or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times people people will take the back road because you see how the people that really stood for something to try to change history. Persecuted. Whether it's John Lennon, Bob Marley. You know, Mal- Malcolm X. You know, yeah, you get some people always die, bro. Yeah. Some people always die, yeah, some, man. And that's that's unfortunate. Some early Black Lives Matter people from um, and um, Mike Brown got got murdered. Mm-hmm. Some some people that was fighting for him lost their life to protest. Yeah. You know what it is too. It go it goes back to the economy where where we where it was a lot of people out there that was. Like you had people that was on the street and narrow that was actually doing the right thing, going out to these protests and marching and all that to do the right thing. They had a they had a one track mind. Then you had other entities that come in and try to infiltrate that. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then try to mix and mingle. It might be an op or whatever. You see what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's like um, the, the 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 main thing that us as a people we have we have we have to stick we have to stick with it and then when we start something as powerful as that you gotta have a second in command a third in the command and and, and and beyond so maybe if the head gets knocked off you still got the arms legs and the feet you, still you know what happens though? you know what happens though when the head gets knocked off we we find somebody else to condemn for it because we've been so conditioned to, to we've been so conditioned you know, as a result of the PTSD that we've suffered, they always believe that, yo, people don't mean us no good. Whether it's our own kind or other people, like we always think that it's, yo, it's a scam, it's something else behind it or whatever. And I'm not saying this to exonerate them because maybe maybe it is a scam. I'm just, I just raised this to, to talk about like what our thinking is around this. So no matter who you put in that position, there's always gonna be fodder about who, you know, who the person is what the person's true intentions are. How do we actually measure what a person's intentions are when you actually put them in that position? Is there some meter that we can be able to tell like, all right, but on a scale of one to 10, this person is pure at heart, it's eight. This person's motives are nine. This person, you know, like how? You can't. You, you can't, but, but yeah. you, you have to pay, you have to see it in the action in which they portray. Like I said, if you, if you earn $90 million since the death of George Floyd, Where's the, give me a building. Is there a Black Lives Matter headquarters? Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you, yo, Rob, you know it's funny you said that because I was going to say, you know why we wouldn't know? 
because that's not the interesting thing in the news. Right, son. Right. The story yeah. is the other stuff. Right, yeah. the description, what the right wing got to say. That's more interesting. Yeah, the story all, is all, all the like cosmetic stuff. That, that, Yo, that's we don't get, we don't, if they were doing, let's be real, if they were doing something that we felt was like really, like really, really great and it was getting the publicity for it, we it should. still wouldn't be as glamorous as, as this story. Yeah. You know, you know how what it really comes down to, fellas? It's just the narrative. You know what it really comes down to? It comes down to money. All the different uh, establishments, whether restaurants or corporate buildings, whatever that's 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 been like uh, vandalized and all this other stuff. When it comes down to money circulating and the economy and all that stuff, it starts from it starts from the town, the county, the city, the state, and then you have the hierarchy above that. So if you have people, if you have entrepreneurs that can't even like. Uh, uh, go back to the establishment that, that they built to where they earn capital to pay taxes to filter out and go back into the system to be recycled. Mm-hmm. If if they if they if they uh uh companies or, or, or restaurants or whatever is shut down, they can't really they can't pay no taxes. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's it's, it's all it's, it's all a game, man. And what I think it really did is came down to money. It came down to money, and that's and and. I believe that she had got several warnings to stop what she's doing and to step down. Now, the key thing is who's going to be the one that's going to step up. Yeah. The, 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 the interim senior executive, Melissa Vanzelli, who was the founder of the Mopinus Grassroots Movement, and another sister by Martina Timber, who won well, They better have divested all their holdings. If they're worth anything, somebody going to find out about it and accuse them a stealing like yo you know what to me this all reeks of pocket watching like we pocket watching this lady we pocket watching with the organization and again i'm not saying that there doesn't need to be a level of accountability and transparency i'm just saying that also hold that like yo we got a thinking hold on you got 90 million just a year that's what yeah but you know what that's the funny thing is if, if it wasn't even an organization and it was an individual people in their mind are like wait a minute so you mean to tell me farrakhan raised one million dollars or oh this person raised it what is he doing with that money even these right. even you see like these um these these pastors and preachers on tv people in their pockets like yo where them donations going what they doing with this or doing with that we just become a culture of watching you know watching people's pockets you know and there's people commenting on the the, the, the the jimmy swag and sammy face stuff like well, yo, there's, there's specific people in place there are bean counters in place to count them in short at the pockets you know yeah. that people are doing what they're supposed to do and not to say that people don't circumvent it but again I, I just think that you know like we have to we gotta sometimes take a step back like on their end they need to, they need the transparency on our end we need to sometimes believe that some some there are some people who may have good intentions for us. Not a lot. Tell you what. Tell you what. The, 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 end, the end game on this on this particular topic. What do you guys think if they were living? What would Malcolm X or Martin Luther King say about this? About it. I, I, I think I think if he was still living. That's funny you mentioned that. I think if the two of them were still living, we wouldn't be going through. Not at this magnitude. Right now, Malcolm would be 96. Yeah, not not at this magnitude because they had a lot more work to, to do. Um, you know, but what, what it still exists, of course, because I believe that racism is insidious. Like, it's so ingrained in our culture that, 
You know, I don't care who. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, you know, how you call it, like, as far as what their position would be on a movement like this, you know, I think that, to me, Martin Luther King always seemed to be somebody who was collaborative that, you know, I think that he, you know, I mean, they'd be older dudes, but I think that they would be supportive of it. You know, and to me, the, the best thing that came out of all these Intel Freedoms and Black Lives Matter movements and everything is it really um, put the youth on the forefront and demonstrated that youth have leadership skills. Like yeah. that to me was a takeaway more than anything, like the education that the youth got out of it and the, at those crowds of people marching. Like when we were younger and we watched those marches on video, we seen wow. people that were our grandparents' age marching. Now you look at those videos, you see people our children age out there marching. So they got, you know, a, they like, got a first hand feel of what the 60s was like. Yeah, like, and that, yeah. That, was, that was really a transformation in this country in terms of the leadership like the leadership is no longer about you know the um the how you call it the, the older generation the leadership now the folks that's on their way out is us and the people that's in are the, the individuals the youth that's underneath us they really so took this, the lead so is this a, is this a history repeating itself is this gonna happen next 20 30 years you know it probably yo honestly like i said it's i think racism is insidious and i don't i don't see in my lifetime, it hasn't been undone. Right. I don't see it getting undone. On a lighter note, DMX Exodus album, thoughts. Did y'all get a chance to listen? Did you sit with it? Did you absorb it? Are you happy that the dog is back? Oh, man. How many tracks? Like 10, 12? Like 10 or 12. I like yeah, it. Yo, like you know, I like you know what's funny? When I said that, Rob looked down and Zane got into deep thought about it. <laughs> I wanted to look and make sure my nose like that. Yeah, yeah. I think it was over ten. But I, I, I tell, I tell you what, um, that first track with the locks, man, it, it, it was always a good collaborative effort with locks and being But I tell you what, the thirteen tracks, the one on that first track. With Locks and DMX, the one that stole the show was was was, was Styles P. Styles P closed it out. Um, Nuffles, and you know X and 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 Sheik and uh Data Kiss. The Data Kiss normally has more punchlines, but Styles P killed it. Um, I like the uh the Walking in the Rain. That's my favorite track. Featured Nas and DMX's uh son that was singing on the track. You had the bath salts joint. The bath bath salts was crazy because I wish I wish they would have kept Jada's verse on there too, and they also restructured the actual chorus. But um, the bath salts, the bath salts. You was in the studio. Jada was on that. No, it's an old song. That's yeah, an it's an old song. song. Remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, remember last year when Kim Speak and uh just placed the battle, the battle of songs. It was at the last track. Summer Jam. Jada on there. It, yeah, it was filthy. Yeah. But um, yeah, the song with Lucy Keys, the song with Bono. I mean, come on, man! It, it was it it was a, it was a good it was a good vibe for that for that those album. Are my, those are my least favorite. Me, honestly, me too. Me too. No, no, no. Well, see, the only reason why, cause okay, DMX can't get crazy aggressive on a song with Alicia Keys or Bono. It, it just fundamentally wouldn't sound right. So DMX knows knows his level. You know what I'm saying? But I would say as far as like the ride out on a song, the Bono song with DMX was, was very positive. The Alicia Keys yeah, was very positive. Alicia didn't sound like herself. She didn't sound like she did. She did. But I, I think overall it was, it, it was, yeah, it was a good song. 
I'm gonna say I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say something that two things that's probably unpopular, and I know people probably have feelings about it. Alicia Keys now is not the Alicia Keys of before to me. That's yeah. one. I'm not I'm not trying to discredit or take away from her accomplishments, but what she was before, like I'm not I'm not you know like before I was a fan of her music. I'm not looking for checking for like any of her new music, you know. And and you know you go through periods like that with artists. And then the second thing that was really apparent to me like about that album is like, I just was not a fan of a lot of the hooks. Like a lot of the hooks, a lot of the, like the actual, the technical aspect of the saps on the album, like there was stuff that was off beat where they, they, they how you call it, they didn't, they didn't put DMX vocals on, correct? So like the joint with the locks I like, the joint with Nas and Jay, the Basel joint, I'm like, I can roll with that. The Little Wayne song to me have potential to be a better song, but I, I think that that's the worst hook. Like, yo, that hook was terrible to me. Like, who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? I let the... I'm like, yo, you gotta be kidding me. That hook is trash. That hook is trash. And then Money, 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 oh, Money, Money is, is, is an okay song. But even that, that, that hook, did you hear? No, that you was the funniest damn chorus I heard in the long in the Say like, cheese. So I get pictures of with the bitches. <laughs> that would have been a pretty good chorus. Money, money, money. But yo, yo, that's my, for me, that's my dog. I like number one, Bath Souls with DMX and Nas. I'm like, that's, that's okay. Nas and Jay, that's okay. Dogs out, okay. Money, 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 okay. Hold me down with Alicia Keys. I'm like, eh, eh. I think you gotta grow on you, bro. That song probably gotta grow on you. Skyscrapers? I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not interested in that song. <laughs> um, the next is a skit. Hook Blues is one of my favorite joints. Hook Blues, I love. Oh, no. My favorite song on is uh, Letter to My Son. That was, that was, um, that was that, that's my favorite on the action. Take, take Control with Snoop. Like. Take Control with Snoop. I listened to it. I was like, yo, I, I can rock it. It's an okay song. But I was like, yo, all the royalties that they're going to receive may be gone from that Marvin Gaye sample. <laughs> <laughs> Walking in the rain, walking in the rain. I like um, letter to my son. I thought it was all right too. So overall, like I think it was, you know, like an, from a one to ten, I give it like a five or six. Dude, not hearing from DMX is wow. Based on what he's what he's been gone through, I thought it was a decent project. Mm-hmm. Hearing it um, you know, it, it needed some work, but man, it, this man has been out of the booth for, <laughs> been out of the booth for so long. Uh, I would give it a good seven point five out of ten. I guess they just keep keep it together, the best mm-hmm. way, mixed it and mastered it, and just got it out of the project that needs to get out. And it's funny the time. It, Which this this album led me to thinking. I was thinking like, who do we know? Who can we think of? that posthumously had a good album. And when I mean posthumously, I mean recorded where people took and stripped those vocals and put them to new beats or whatever it is and you thought it was a good album because I don't consider Life After Death. Life After Death was an album that was already completed and was set to release later later in the month when Biggie died in, in March. So that was already completed. But Born Again, that album afterwards that Puff put out, Nobody, I'm, yeah, like nobody even even really mentions it, right? Not at all. Plus, plus also, I think it, a, a large majority of that album, of that Born Again album, it was people that Biggie probably would never even get songs with. 
to me. Made up joints. Made up joints. Made up joints. But here's the thing. Here's, so that's why I'm, that's why I'm struggling with the DMX album because I'm like, okay, is this something that was posthumously put together where it was like, all right, insert vocals here. Or, you know, because to me, like, when I listen to the Alicia Keys joint, I listen to the Bono joint, I'm like, these are joints that sound like that. He may have been actually in the studio recording, you know? And some of them, I think that these are joints that I listen to, and I'm like, that Swiss probably was like, yo, I got vocals. I got some little Wayne vocals from a track he ain't using. I'm gonna hit a Wayne to see if we could throw you on it. And you know? That goes back to my question I always ask the artists. We have, or some of the artists. About being in the studio. About being in the studio. Because yeah. Yo, if I'm in the studio with you, from what you're wearing to how you smell plays a part in how I rhyme. What you brought, if you walked in with french fries and didn't offer nobody, like, all of that, all of that plays into how I'm thinking about putting this rhyme together. But now if you just got a, a track because you're a producer and you're holding on some vocals mm-hmm. three years ago that might sound good, yeah. With a song, you throw that in there because it might have add shock value. You know, I don't think that's I don't think that's yeah. I like the Gazelda joint. I like I like the joint with um oh, with I, about that. I like the Gazelda. What do you Rob, what you got? One uh, from a scale of one to ten, what do you say? Well there's five joints that I That's my dog, Babshaw, Hoodoo, Walk in my ring. There's a few others that they gotta gotta grow on. Skyscraper, I'm not playing. <laughs> Wait, we doing a skyscraper again? Bono. 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 Oh, Bono, man, that yeah. gotta grow on y'all, man. That, I, that's I, I gotta be in a different. Positive. You're right. I gotta, be in a, I gotta be in a different mood. Nah, I, I just how you call it? Like I'm like, nah. It just it's not, it's not a bad song. Not, not, it's not a bad song. It's just not for me. It's just not for me. As a, as a you know, my listener here, I give it a seven point. That's the yeah. same thing I said, yep, 7.5, yeah. And what did I yep. say? I said like a five or six? Yeah, now you I said a five. Yeah, I stand on that. I, I thought it was how you call it. Like, yo, I'm, now, yo, I'm, I'm just keeping it real. Like, I, you know why? I love I love DMX, and I thought it was mediocre. Hey, yo, stop, but you know between the three of us, right? 7.5 for 7.5 is 15 plus five. That gives the overall rating that we will say collectively is a five. No. You said seven point fifteen, and then my five. Oh no, I'm sorry. Twenty, twenty, twenty. twenty, 20 no, I'm sorry. 20, 20, 20 divided by three. Okay. Yeah. Six is some change. Wasn't horrible. Wasn't horrible. Don't like like how you call it. Like it wasn't horrible, but to me it was like, you know, when I seen the names on the track list, I'm like, oh snap! Like, I thought I personally thought it had potential to be a um to be a better album. My anticipation, my anticipation for a, a classic, I was right on the precipice of thinking, uh, am I about to listen to it? And when I heard the first track, Be The Lock, I was like, ah, oh, man. Yeah. If it's That's what I'm saying. Like, if it's you know what? like this, this, I, this I wasn't the album, for, the album was kind of like. Yeah, it was a plane <laughs> crash, it was a plane crash. <laughs> like, yo, the, I, I'm telling you, like, even though Alicia Keys joined, I was sitting there like, <laughs> and right after that was the skyscraper. Yep. It's like he's like, yo, put these two cheesy songs back to back real quick. So shout out to X Man and the whole rough ride. You know, yeah, I'll tell you what, man. 
There will he never be. Though, he don't have the worst pops in this project because there were some some people. Oh who, yeah. Really <laughs> there were some people that. And yo, you know what? That makes me think. That really makes me think about all these times that artists pass away and then people dig up their material and put their material out. But here's the thing about artists: like, if the artist didn't put the material out, they didn't put the material out for a reason, right? Probably because they didn't believe in it. <laughs> They didn't like it. They didn't believe it. They probably was like, nah, these are the scraps. Okay. And I, I heard that it's for the debut at number five, I think, on the charts. I think, I think they collectively made that decision for the Bono track and Alicia Keys track to be on there to create some balance. And plus, they A-list celebrities. So they had to put, you know, Jay-Z and, mm-hmm. you know, Bono, Nas, that type of stuff on it. Just, just, just to keep it, you know, just to, just to have it, you know, get get some gravitation towards it. But I'll tell you what, there might have been plenty of songs that DMX had in the cut with Drag On or with Eve. Or, like, I'm surprised Eve wasn't on there. That would have been a, a great track. Eve and DMX always had good, good, good synergy. I'm not surprised. Eve is working on something right now, too. I'm not surprised. Why you say that? I'm not surprised. I mean, Uh-oh. for what? Nostalgia purposes? Well, well I'm just saying, like, I mean, Highcrawler, like, where does, I just don't, I'm trying to think, like, see, this is what we, we back at the same place. Like, all of us are getting caught up in the nostalgia and thinking about DMX and Rough Riders, the late 90s. And we thrown you, you what's the last, what's the last Eve record you heard? The one that she had with Gwen, Gwen Stefani was probably the biggest one she had in a long time. No, I didn't time. say the biggest. I said the last. Last one you heard. Like That's the last five. one I heard. That was years ago. Was that was in 2000, I guess. Oh, yo, 20 years later. He's like, yo, I'm surprised to hear how you call it. Oh, man. It was, a, it, was a, it was a solid project. Not what I expected. I would have to drag on over Eve. Yeah. Wasn't a terrible album. Uh, so, eh, what can you say? What can you say? You know, like I said, hopefully they could generate some revenue for um, for him and his family. Uh, that story, I don't know how true it is. I hope I hope it's not. They said that his estate may be worth as low as fifty thousand dollars. You know, that's now that's. How does that, how does that happen? Yeah, I mean, I know, but. <laughs> Well, you know, you, yeah, I mean, you know what that, I think that's a, um, I don't, I, X, X had a lot of legal, had a lot of legal things going on, but the sad thing about it is that X made probably billions of dollars for Def Jam and Universal. Dude was the number one artist back in the night, man. Years in dropped two out, yeah, dropped, like, he, he was, was Def Jam yeah. Like, Def Jam, he was the face of Def Jam. I mean, no, yeah. no, no disrespect to Jay-Z. Jay-Z's a, Exceptional artist too, but I mean, he had two classes. Yeah, yeah, he was outside of Jay. I mean, what can you do? Yo, switching switching gears though. Did you guys see? I think I sent it to you. McDonald's. Some McDonald's are now giving the iPhones as a hiring incentive. Yo, I can attest to this. It's really hard to hire people now. It is iPhone. It's really, yo, it is really hard to hire people. It's like between the unemployment benefits and people becoming conditioned to stay at home for a year and a half. Like, yo, people don't, people don't want to go back to work, man. Well, they about to shut unemployment off on July 3rd, uh, from what I, from what I read. They about to shut that down off July 3rd. So people really? better, you know, yeah, people better think of something. 
yo, and if you need a job and it come with a phone, you better jump on it. <laughs> I think I think you gotta I think the fine print says there's something like you have to work for them for six months and meet them, which is you know, that's a reasonable it's an easy way to attract employees and do it every summer. I'll tell you what. The the, 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 the the fundamental thing for anybody that's gonna get a job with McDonald's, do what the dude did with supersizing. Do McDonald's every day and then just sue them after a while. Okay. <laughs> all that saturated fat and all that other good stuff. Yo, for a second, I thought you had something really profound to say. No, that is profound. That is profound because, I mean, McDonald's, no, no. McDonald's, McDonald's did uh, cut back on a lot of saturated fat, but a lot of the, lot, a lot of them ingredients are very suspect, man. The chicken nuggets and everything else. So, uh, yeah. And I, and I think what's happening with fast food in general, uh, there's labor shortage. You know, the pandemic smacked people into the mm-hmm. And now you don't have nobody to come back to work because you're dealing directly with the public. Not only McDonald's, Subway, Dunkin' Donuts, they got labor shortages too. And, you know, companies like them, uh, Chipotle, Taco Bell, they give people cash offers, cash bonuses, raises, incentives can come work with them so they can have a full staff. If they cannot, they don't do that. They're, not, they're running half staff or 40 staff for people who work 12 or 13 hours a day. It's fast food money. But the world we live in is people are becoming more health conscious. You know what I'm saying? People are not eating fast food the way they eat. Yo, you ever had a McDonald's salad? Ugh. I don't think so. I had that about 20, maybe 20 years ago, bro. It didn't even taste like... 20 years ago, it, it, it didn't even taste like real, real vegetables. So. Yeah, Wendy's salad for Wendy's. Yeah, Wendy's salad for But, but, but again, like, I'm just, I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, like, man, are people going to be able to actually turn the corner after unemployment is over and actually go back to work? Well, think about this too, from a perspective of McDonald's. It's not McDonald's, if y'all, and I'm sure y'all know it, if you know, they're not in the business of selling burgers. Real estate. Real estate. Yeah, real estate. You know, but I, I mean, I, look, we are, to me, we gonna have a real, a real issue, boy. People have become very accustomed to collecting that, collecting that check, getting them checks, getting them stimmies, and now getting back to work. I know the stimmies coming out. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Well, they were saying initially, of course, that like the unemployment was supposed to go to like the first week of September, but on a news feed I read, they said, nah, uh, July, the first week, no, July 10th is, is, is going to be the cutoff. I wonder like, why they change your heart. For state, like this, is it specific states or just in your state? I think just the, well, I don't know, but I know, I know, I know in the state of Maryland, they said that. I don't, I don't know if that's across the board, but in the state of Maryland, yeah. But then, but then again, you never know. Uh, I was reading about some stuff that came across my feed two days ago about some some other uh, stuff that's going on in China right now with the food. I think with uh, chicken, if I'm not mistaken. And you never know; that might spiral and come over here, and then don't even don't don't let's not even put that in there boy <laughs> let's not even put that and then you're gonna have mad dudes like 
See, I can't go back to work. The H1N2 is over here now. <laughs> Over 21 is here. You crazy? Right. I can't work. There's a right. lot, of, yo. There's a lot of people that retired young as a result of COVID, and it's not yeah. due to it's not due to anything. It's due to Maury because they like, yo, I'm chilling. I've been watching Maury for a year and a half. Ain't nobody gonna get <laughs> <take me> off <laughs> this sofa. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's crazy. California establishes task force to study and calculate slavery reparations for Black America. Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, you know they're actually trying to do a recall on him? Why? They want him out of there. The Republicans want him, <laughs> you know, the Republicans want him out of there. Republicans want to have control of California again. How long ago did the Republicans want him out of there? They've been wanting him out for the longest. They can't stand him. <laughs> You know why? I think that goes back to what you said prior to this. Somebody probably leaked some information and found out he's trying to do his reparation stuff. He said, nah, we got to get him out of here immediately, expeditiously. Well, well, yo, with him doing the task force, here's the sad thing about it. Like, task force is great, but we need to see the deliverables, man. That's what yeah. we need to see. Like, you have a task force on anything. What's going to happen after they come up with these findings, right? They come up with a shitload of findings. Like, oh, we found that this and that and this this is the accurate amount that people should be compensated or whatever it is what is this gonna go like all right we have a need report that we're gonna put in the death drawer what did the germans give the jews what did what what did the germans give the jews after the holocaust because after after that after world war ii the jews went and bought palestine Mm. palestine you know, that might Freak. be a swag, but that's just the truth. Yeah. They got, they was getting murdered and slaughtered by Hitler. And what do you, what do you think we get, Rob? If the, the Jewish community is living plenty for right now. Yeah. So maybe, maybe it's in California. Maybe we can get Compton. Well, listen, <laughs> I, I tell you this, man. I know a, a lot of, a lot of the elders say, just give us half of the United States and y'all keep the other half. It, it, man, it's it's not, I don't know, man. Reparation is such a, a I don't know how to, tall order, man. I don't know how the scalability gonna be upon that if they ever do come out with this because you I might have people that don't, huh? I just wanted, I wanted, I want them to take the same premise of how the Germans reconcile with you gonna be hurt, bro. Well, no, well, no, bro. That ain't the reason why I said that, no. Not peep this, right? The reason why I said that because or, 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 or hold on, or how United States reprimanded Japan after Pearl Bar- the bombing of Pearl Harbor. Good, good, good point. That ain't happening either. Well, I see, hate to be a bear about Oh, those, those were. Pearl Harbor, that was, a, that was like, I would just say that was a small incident. They weren't, they were very big, a lot of people lost their lives. But we're mm-hmm. talking over 400 years. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about a 10 year war, a three year war, or a bombing, or a, a circumstance. We're talking about cattle slavery. Yeah. You know what? You- America's economic structure right now is built off of that. Yeah. But you know, you know why um, they're never going to be able to quantify it because of the mysticism of it. They, we know it exists, but because it's 400 years, it's a, that's always going to be the, the subject of discussion. Like it's been 400 years. How do we quantify this? How do we determine this? How do we tell what that is? And that's why I said like a task force and to establish a report is great. 
But the report is going to be worth what if it's holding up the table leg in the governor's mansion? If they be like, oh, we got the great work that we did, hold it up, put it under the table, and use it to hold the the, the end table up. That's what I was saying too. It, it might it might cause turmoil also because you got companies like Ancestry.com, which I know people personally that did that. I, I'm not gonna give my DNA and submit it to Ancestry.com because it's, it's, it's no telling where that that stuff is being archived at. That's a whole other situation. But piggyback on what you said, you might have people that go to Ancestry.com and they find out that you know they. Uh, related to Harriet Tubman or Frederick Douglass or whatever, and then they might feel that they they need to get a bigger check than that. The, 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 the Spanish, the no, trust yeah, me, bro. Trust me, bro. That's the that's the that's 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 the cat. That's the that's the catch to it. You can have people arguing saying that they related to all these prominent forefathers, and they're like, no, my check needs to be bigger than that, and yada 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 yada. Trust me, bro. I'm related to Martin Luther King, and come on, bro. Like, yeah, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that. I spoke to my uncle, but I think I don't know if he did ancestry.com, but we went to get our little lineage. And I know, mm-hmm. I know my grandpa's in Venezuela, but I'm Nigerian too. Yo, I was related to Christmas Alex. <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yo, they turn over. My uncle, yeah, you know, wow, that's why I said, like, yo, it, it just study. So they gotta study. study. It's going. They're think... gonna, they gonna do it. They're gonna get in the room. They're gonna have a conversation with it, and they're never gonna be able to quantify it. And then what's gonna happen is after they get all their findings together, they're gonna go and present it on Capitol Hill, and they're gonna be like, oh, this is great. Clap their hands and be like, this is wonderful. We need to be doing more of this. And then it's gonna go on somebody's desk drawer or be published on the internet. And that's gonna be the end we hear of it. That, that, that's it. Like, that too is gonna be a That too, it'll probably be some major whirlwind distraction that comes and just shift <laughs> anybody's attention to something. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, before, yeah. right before they cut the check, it'll be some crazy <laughs> stuff yeah. that happens. A solar flare gonna hit the planet and all that. I don't, I, I, I don't think, I think, look, and maybe this is me thinking negative, but I think that this joint will be like, this, like you ever see when people get the class action lawsuits and they be like, if you, you're eligible for a class action lawsuit, you read the fine print and it'd be like, this one million people suing Apple and your cut of it is $25. <laughs> <laughs> it's that. It's that. It's that. Whoa, they said a check for twenty five dollars. Talking about this reparation. Yo, they, yo, people. That's why I said they know that. It's I just I don't think that in a form of finances like giving people actual money. I don't I don't see them doing that. That's why I said yeah, that's I remember talking about even this. some kind of tax break, um, some kind of um free education offered, some land, some land or something like that. But for them to cut a check. Nah, like I, don't, I, the, I don't think it's going to be free education because you got black brothers and sisters that live outside of the U.S. Like people that live in Denmark, education is free. So they can't they can't run that. I but, think ultimately it's going to be... Well, um, again, hey, remember, remember. They can do free education and free health care. Well, that's what I said. Remember, that, let's think but about... People want the money. People want the money. That's what they want, but that don't mean you're going to get that. But look, they can offer free. They, they can offer all this stuff for free. Don't necessarily mean people are going to take them up on it. Right, you're right. So that's, you're right. It's easier, you know, it's easier to be like, you know what, you get a free ride 
to university of choice you're gonna have some people like, i ain't gonna no damn college <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't want no damn health care. Give me the check. Be careful. Be careful. Anything attached to free. You the real shit. Yo. You get Harvard Light. <laughs> Nothing is free but air. And that shit is even contaminated. Harvard, so. Harvard Light. But yeah, I, I just, I, I'd be surprised if, if reparations come in the form of a, um, a check. And I, and I think that this task force, I think it's honorable. It's a great idea, something for them to do. But if you probably look in the Library of Congress, there's probably been all kind of task force, commissions, papers. You know, like think about think about some of the things that we've experienced and witnessed recently. So um, Mark Zuckerberg was called to Capitol Hill to testify. And there was a whole commission and they did a whole investigation on Cambridge um, Analytica and the data stealing and all that. What came of it? Mark Zuckerberg giving a speech on Capitol Hill, the findings tucked away somewhere even if you think about sports the steroid era the mitchell report what came of it the findings you look at it all these people with they using steroids or whatever but all right we got it tuck it away so what do you think america's going to do in an instance like this because it really we all know that slavery existed <laughs> or whatever so it's like what are they going to say oh we think that each person should be get should receive if their lineage traced back to being an actual slave x amount of dollars oh this is great great finding go to capitol hill talk about it put it in when you got slavery that's still going on to this day i know y'all heard about the crazy situation when the had, had the dude locked in the basement for like 25 years working for him for free yeah, there's, there's still some people in the South living on the plantations that they both yeah, and they have a relationship with the slave owners because their grandchildren now live in the same house. Yeah. And they live still live on the plantation. Like and what do we call them? Who did Samuel Jackson play in the What was his name? This is your white folk. We live in the white folks. Nah man. What's that? What's that? What's the what, what, what's the what's the character name in the Django that Samuel Jackson played? Uncle Ruckus. Huh? Was it was it Uncle Ruckus? He looked just like Uncle Ruckus. No, no, Ruckus. Uncle Ruckus. Yeah, looked like Uncle Ruckus. Nah. What was his name, Zane? What was his name? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I was asking y'all. I don't know. Yo, yeah, he, he reminds me of Uncle Ruckus. I tell you what, though, Samuel, you can tell. A good actor when you hate the person's guts in the damn movie. I hated Samuel Jackson's guts in that movie, man. He was just like Uncle Ruckus, yeah. Yeah, bro. Let's yeah. get his actual. Let's get his actual name when when he was called in it. Cause like, yo, I don't know. You yeah, you can't. No more questions that you don't know the actual answer for. That's why I was asking y'all. I thought y'all knew. Jackson and no, I I saw the movie. I thought it was a good movie, but I don't remember his. I don't remember his name. His name was. Got it. Stefan. Stefan? Yeah. See, we thought it was something, something more profound. Yep, Stefan. But he did, he did give, he definitely did give Uncle Ruckus vibes. Oh, no, Yo, we got next Friday for y'all a really dope interview. Really dope. We got Kwame T, AKA Dutch going to be participating in the He's the author. His um, his book, Dutch, actually is airing on BET. Um, he was published by, he was with Terry Woods Publishing Company. 
Uh, the brother's incarcerated, but he's going to lend his time to us to participate in this interview. And I really think people are going to like it. I'm looking forward to it. Close the words. What's up, Rob? Close the words. Close the words, man. Um, I just want to shout out my big brother, Lynn. He was my blueprint. His brother kept me out of trouble. He was the reason why I was standing in front of He taught me everything from riding a bike to being a girl. It's a big loss, and I know that my time on this planet is to fulfill the things that he's done. Shout out to my brother, Lynn. Shout out to anybody that knew him. You know what I'm talking about. Had a, had a hard goal. My condolences again to you and your family, man. Thank you. My condolences, bro. Sure. See. Um, I would say, hey, uh, our new viewers, past viewers, hey, don't be scared to like and comment. I know y'all see this stuff on live, but y'all can also go back and retract, go back on YouTube or whatever. You know, give us some feedback on the different episodes that we have. We love to hear the collective uh, uh, suggestions. Or if y'all have anybody that y'all think that we should interview, entrepreneurs, whatever, hit us up. Let us know. Y'all, y'all, y'all see our uh, Instagram handles on here. Hit us up on the DM. Let us know. You know what I'm saying? But like I always say, uh, just, just, just take it one day at a time, and we're gonna continue to give y'all some excellent content. You don't want to sing the, um, what's the name joint before you get off the Hold Me Down. <laughs> oh, nah, no, that's, 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 that's next episode. That's next episode. Yo, them, them hooks, like, yo, I'm not, yo, don't get a twist, I'm not trying to fry DMX. I like DMX. I just, I just, you know, I, I'm, because I'm a fan of DMX, and to me, his first two albums, I played from front to back probably so much on the CD player that the, the, the damn songs probably burned off the, um, the CD and even like some of his later work didn't match up to his original work but this album you know I, I, it, it could have been worse but you know it was, to me it was a mediocre album but I'm hoping that it performs well so X's family can profit off of it and you know the flip side of it is that he could have his his legacy you know is not tarnished as a result of it because there are some people who have put out or people have put out projects for people who are um who are deceased that i know for a fact that the artist probably is rolling in their grave like hell no i would never make a song with these people or i would never rap to that beat or i would never do this and there wasn't anything on that album honestly that i thought was too far fetched even a bono joint i'm like all right i don't know if x would have necessarily sorted out but it wasn't that far-fetched that, you know, the fact that X was a creative like that, like I could see him, you know, doing something like that. So I'm hoping that, you know, like I said, I think it's supposed to come out um, number five this week. I'm hoping that it continues to perform well and that his family can profit off of it. So with that being said, like, comment, subscribe, share, holler at us, give us that feedback. Peace out, everybody. Thank you.